Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with the co-host for my podcast, my wife and my life, Rachel Campos-Duffy. It's so great to be back at our kitchen table. We have an interesting topic today because sometimes politics, culture, fashion, art all come together. And we saw that this week when Kanye West shocked fans when he wore a shirt to his own Yeezy season season nine event at the Parish Fashion Week. And he wore a shirt that said, White Lives Matter and caused an enormous stir that ticked off one of the editors at Vogue ticked off his wife, got the whole world, the fashion world, and the political world talking. Someone who wrote about this event, um, interestingly, is our own daughter, Evita Duffy, who is a writer at The Federalist. Welcome, Evita. Let's, Thanks for having me. Let's break this down and you give us the, uh, maybe just set the table a little bit of what happened here. Just yeah, so uh, there's the, the back of the shirt say White Lives Matter. The fronts uh, have a picture of Pope John Paul II, and then <laughs> words in Spanish that actually, no, they're in Latin, right? No, they're they're in Spanish. They are in Spanish. Um, that say we will we will follow your example. You can you can actually mom can read that with a a better accent than I can. Seguiremos tu ejemplo. Yes, we'll follow your example. Which, by the way, we're gonna, we're going to talk about the Pope John Paul II part of it, which is fascinating to me as well. But mm-hmm. let's start with White Lives Matter. Yeah, so I mean, the, the term "white lives matter" uh, was was a reaction to BLM. I think everybody's kind of heard that phrase before Black floating around matter. the internet. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's it's the destructive uh, Marxist organization that torched American cities in 2020, and uh, is now we know an extremely corrupt organization. That's you a know, scam, really. it's a scam. It is a scam. It's enriched um, all of its its Marxist leaders, sort of like what happens in. Marxist countries. <laughs> um, and, and so that's, that's why Kanye said he wore the shirt. He said, you know, one, BLM is a scam. And he two, said, we all know that, yeah. which I thought was funny because it's like in the black community, everyone knows that Patrice, um, oh, what's her last name? Abita? Patrice. Co- Co- I remember. <laughs> I think is her last name. Yeah. She was, she's like the head of BLM. She bought like multiple multi-million dollar mansions. Um, we know that a lot of the money went missing, that they were throwing wild parties. And a lot of the sort of satellite organizations of BLM around the country that were started in the wake of BLM were sort of like, hey, what? we didn't get any funds to start, you know, to help our organization. Where's all the money that's going to the mothers of people who have 
died, you know, um, you know, at the, at the hands supposedly of all mm -hmm. these, you know, evil white cops, um, no money's going anywhere except into the pockets of these um, right. BLM activists. The and, and the second thing that he said was was not just that BLM is a scam, but he also said my response to to, to why I made the tea about white lives matter. He said because they do, white lives do matter. That was his his response, and people absolutely lost their minds over this. Right, Sean, what do you think? Can I? Can I so yeah, so I, I think this is a, a fascinating conversation because with with the with the Black Lives Matter movement, right? And and you know, I think you're right. This the the money that's been raised and you know tens and hundreds of millions of dollars that have been raised hasn't really gone to help the black community it's gone to help the leaders of the movement but not the people themselves and i it makes me think about this idea that um when there is a wrong in society the way you right a wrong is not to try to inflict the wrong that you endured on the people that you think have wronged you right is to say listen this is not appropriate we don't we don't treat people this way and i the reason i bring that up is i mean i, I don't think the response to slavery was we were you know i'm Afri i'm an african-american we were enslaved so now the response to that is we should enslave you know white people i think the answer is slavery is wrong this has no place in a civilized society we need to eradicate it and so this idea that i think has come out of black lives matter is the idea that only black lives matter, white lives don't matter. And if you came out and said that white lives matter, that all lives matter, you were immediately called a racist, that you undermine black lives. Um, all of these accusations were made against people um, who would say, I think it's a good point. I think we should, we should truly note as a society that all lives matter. Everyone should be treated equally and fairly under the law and in society, and that we should all be able to rise by the talents that we bring to the workforce and society, not by the color of our skin. And I think that's a, that's a noble statement, though that's but not that's been the philosophy of- But that's how far we've come, that to say white lives matters is somehow racist or insensitive. And, and by the way, can we just start that the entire BLM movement was started on a lie, on a lie that the biggest thing facing black people today is not, is, is, is the, you know, getting, you know, pulled over and, and killed by white police officers and that not is, culture in the welfare state <laughs> right or, or this economy is killing the black community yeah. right now inflation is killing the black community right now crime and these woke da's that's i mean more people are being killed by that uh by by letting out the criminals into the neighborhoods that so many brown and black people live in that's causing uh, much more pain and and frankly even death in the black community so the entire thing is built on a premise and what happened is BLM was able to uh, basically cash in on the guilt of white people and on the cravenness and cynicism of corporate America who just wanted to sort of give some sort of, uh, I guess, you know, virtue signal. And they virtue signaled through dollars. They gave dollars right. to this organization, Black Lives Matters, and Black Lives Matters turned around and abuse that money um, and, and used it for their own enrichment. I, I, I don't. I don't want to start a family fight here, but can I throw something by you guys? I because I, I know and we, we have I've, we have friends all over. You know the political spectrum, the racial spectrum, the sexual gender spectrum, um, and I've had a lot of you know a lot of my good African American friends who said, and again who are not playing you know racial politics will say I've I've been pulled over for the offense of driving while black. 
I mean, I've heard that from people yeah, who that. aren't trying. Right. So I mean, so to say, hey, there might have been some unequal treatment in how people were pulled over and maybe how how you know law enforcement looked at, you know, different drivers and the color of their skin. There can be a claim there that I think is fair. How this has been developed into, you know, co- you know, cops are all out to kill and shoot, you know, African Americans, and that we need this organization to enrich its founders. Um, when it's it just really, data after data, Sean. I mean, you can look so at the that's data. not true. I, and I, and just I know. that proves it's not true. And, and the other thing and that but, you but, just... but I wanted to make that as a caveat in this no, conversation. No, 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 to go. This is fair. all. I think we this all is have all not biases, and I, I think that's a that's a fair statement. But this was sort of, um, in, in any case. The situation that happened with with George Floyd uh, was difficult to watch. It was horrific. Um, I think it was abusive. I don't think I I, I think that George. So, but here's what happened: they enriched themselves off of his death. Yes, and you know that they didn't care about Black Lives because their response was to torch and loot Black and Brown neighborhoods. Yeah, destroyed them, and and also white white businesses and white neighborhoods. And and what? But uh, the the other thing is, I mean, we we talk about okay, so sure there might have there might be bias and in some cops being put there's bias everywhere there's bias all over the place and there's there's bias against white people so let's bring it back to kanye yeah. because what kanye's done is fascinating um yeah so what well Ka- Ka- I mean kanye wore a white lives matter shirt the reaction was just um you know obscene from the other side um you know calling it indefensible pure violence and um th- he's had some support too though from who <laughs> I was just reading an article in, in the Daily Mail, an African-American, I should pull it up, what his name was. But, I mean, he was like, yeah, I mean, everyone basically was saying everyone in the black community knows that Black Lives Matters was a ripoff. In fact, I think in the article, the guy said that Bernie. Oh, yeah, he was. A, I think he was a professor. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He said, you know, that uh, that Bernie Madoff gave, gave better return on the investment to his mm. investors than black people got on Black Lives Matter. So I mean, there have been some good responses, but I think the overwhelming response has been very negative. Now it's drawn in other people. So you see all these celebrity players that are, you know, weighing in on it. One of them is Gigi Hadid, who's a very famous sort of supermodel right now, a huge influencer. She's gotten in on the game. And and Kanye's just fearless. I mean, he's he's swiping back at them. He's not backing down. He refuses to apologize. Um, who's what's the name of the Vogue the Vogue editor who was the first one to sort of take her? It? Her name is Gabriella Karifa Johnson. I think I'm not. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her her maiden name correctly, but she was actually present at the event and then right. afterwards went on an Instagram story tirade. Um, she said it was like she felt it was violent. Yeah, she said it. She said it was violent, and I think what really upset Kanye was. She said that there's no art here. And that really that so Kanye responded in kind and basically said, "You're not a you're not a good you're not good at your job." She's a Vogue fashion editor. She said, "You're you're, you're not, not fashionable. fashionable." And he made fun of her boots, which I mean, the woman is kind of living in 2013. If you look at her outfit, I mean, it's it's bad. Um, and so then, and Kanye really fancies himself with somebody who does know fashion, who sells right. all these strings, who sells billions of dollars worth of goods based on what's what's inter- what was interesting sense. to me was the the first like instagram tirade from this vogue editor um was ignored and the media literally said that connie was going on a a bullying campaign that's what they said about connie even though connie was responding to her saying that his fashion show was was not art i mean that's a pretty serious Again, you know but the, what's the definition of art? for me art is causes people to 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 think to it i, I think he i think it's being provocative. 
it's causing people to think outside the box, reconsider what we think is is the right thing or the wrong thing. I, yeah. I, to me, Kanye got the assignment right. I mean, that we're sitting here having a podcast that, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of articles have been written about him wearing that shirt. And that basically we've got this acknowledgement, tacit though it is within the black community saying, yeah, we, we all kind of know that it was a rip off. Yeah. But I love the idea that, you know, Kanye is it's almost the emperor with no clothes. That Kanye will come yeah. up and say what everybody, everybody knows about Black Lives Matter. And also that we all, in, in, in our society today, I think most good people go, you know what, all lives matter. And that he's calling this movement out and that they're losing their minds over it shows how fragile their ideas are around Black Lives Matter. They can't allow anyone, let alone Kanye West, come out and go, this is ridiculous. It was a scam. And by the way, I'm a Christian man. I think that all lives matter. They go, we cannot have that. You cannot say that because other people might, you know, understand that Black Lives Matter is also a scam as well. And I too believe that all lives matter. You can't let people, you know, start to think for themselves and say what they want. And more people are emboldened in 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 culture and society to go if kanye can say the truth maybe i can too that's why it's too dangerous and why they have to try to crush him um well, that's what's uh, so in interesting, the crib Sean, is that they have tried to crush him from the moment he went into the oval office and met with donald trump he put on the the make america great hat on saturday night live <laughs> they have tried to crush this guy they have tried to get rid of but the point is kanye west um is fearless one and two I think his his music and his fashion um, and his business sense is undeniable. And as much as the sort of gatekeepers of culture have tried to destroy him, the people keep propping him up. That's a really good point. I, I, something that, you know, is kind of speaks to how he's, he's made people start to talk and that this is a really a countercultural fashion moment that he had was the granddaughter of bob marley who i hadn't heard of before this she's 23 years old was getting you know mercilessly attacked on twitter with kanye and they were saying you know you're a disgrace to your 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 grandfather's memory you're a disgrace to your mother who i guess to her on social media yeah who i guess and her mother's i guess a a left-wing activist Mm -hmm. um and and she said the past 24 hours have allowed me to realize that most of you are stuck in a hive mind mentality um and she said that you know, what, what you're doing, what we're, what we're trying to invite people to do is think outside the box. And that's exactly what Kanye did. And that's, and through art, which I think is important. He's not just tweeting about white lives matter or or Pope jump up. He is, he did it in a fashion show, which makes it, and that's actually part of the point of my article. I think that makes it the most threatening to the left because it was in the form of art and people are drawn to that. And that is more threatening than any article or any tweet or any statement that a politician can make because it has a lot of power. Unpack that a little bit more, Abita. Unpack that a little bit more because I want to hear more about what your take is from from your article. Yeah. Well, so let's let's. So I think we can talk a little bit about what what was you know on his shirt, and I want to talk about Pope John Paul II sure. a little bit yeah, because let's do that. Pope John. So let's first talk about Pope Francis, our current Pope, who you know cares more about the environment than he does abortion. He's currently waging a full-on war against the latin right in in the catholic church trying to expel it and you banning look at it, really banning, banning it, yeah. the saying of the latin mass yes and if you look at pope john paul ii he was conservative 
He was very tolerant of the Latin of the Latin right. He was hated by leftists and liberals in the church. Anti-communist. Very anti-communist. That's right. And Pope Francis is a socialist. So for Kanye to put Pope Francis on the cover and White Lives Matter, he could not have been more countercultural in that in that moment. And and I and I think that this also kind of feeds into why if you look at you know, we hear all these headlines that church churches are in decline, that people aren't going to going to religious services anymore. But that's actually not true when you look at traditional churches. The traditional Orthodox church and traditional Latin Rite mass is actually seeing an increase in young people attending services. Yeah, young people are wanting something different, something that's rooted in centuries old traditions um, instead of this sort of ex- expendable, exposable music. And, and I think I think that I I, I don't want to you know denigrate whatever you know whatever this this movement is. I think that that is an attraction, but I also think people naturally just want to young people want to do the opposite of what everyone's telling them to do. Yeah, it's totally and, countercultural. Right. And everyone's telling them that you shouldn't go to church, that that's actually a racist institution, that, you know, white lives matter is, is actually, you know, subverting the BLM movement, which we all know is a scam, but you're not allowed to say it. I mean, these are unsayable things that Kanye is saying via art. And I think it's so indicative of why people are upset or why, what the, movement to subvert the regime right now. And I don't know if that means that maybe that's kind of convoluted, but it's just what's happening. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. No, I think it's really fascinating. By the way, um, Bob Marley's granddaughter, her mother, is Lauren Hill from the Fugees, which um, Sean and I both know who that is. Um, so yeah, she is an activist. So that that it's interesting who he's bringing into these conversations. So you have sort of these culture makers on the left, culture makers on the right, um, including Candace Owens. Which is there a Catholic connection here with the Candace Owens thing? No, I haven't actually. I I know that Candace converted to Catholicism. But I didn't I, know that. I do, I must have been recent because I don't know much about it to be honest. Evita, I think it's fascinating you say that um, the the youth are all about being countercultural and going against the norm, which I actually would agree with that statement. I'm going on a little offshoot here. And I think your mom and I's generation was very much like that in generations before us. But if you look at your generation, I'm sorry, it is, they look like a bunch of little sheep, whether it was on college campuses, you know, with, with COVID and masks and shots and lockdowns and, and taking um, the line from the administration or from the government and being the enforcers 
um, of the administration um, uh, in regard to COVID. Again, they don't seem to be as rebellious and, and the renegades that we found from, from prior generations, which, which by the way, I think is, is shameful. And I think it's an interesting point that the, I mean, Catholicism, Christianity, morality, the idea of true equality, the idea that merit matters more than anything else you know, in our society, we're a meritorious society, those ideas are all now countercultural. And it'll be interesting if this next generation will kind of go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go back to this, 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 this being a countercultural youth, which actually is going back to the ideas that, you know, were very mainstream and normal, you know, in prior generations. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but I think Kanye is doing yeah. something. Again, it's counter to your point, it's countercultural, which again, 30, 40 years ago, this, this actually was all of culture, but today, it's so excluded and unaccepted that now it is, you know, this countercultural idea that white lives and black lives matter. Wow. Yeah. I'm really, I, I love the, I love the Pope. Wow. That's countercultural today. <laughs> or at least, at least uh, John Paul II in regard to popes, not, not, not Francis. I would, I wouldn't argue that I, that this is going to be a movement. I don't think it is. I think like a, like a big, you know, overwhelming movement. I think that the majority of young people are leftist. The majority of young people would turn in their parents if the FBI came knocking at their door. I, I think that it's a very serious problem. But what I am saying is that there's an emerging minority of people who are noticing things yes. and being attracted to these kind of countercultural, but actually, you know, very true ideas. Um, yeah, so here's something else that's interesting. So he shows up to this fashion, to his own fashion show. It's Yeezy season, season nine. Right. In Paris, his fashion show. <laughs> Where's the shirt? He, he stirs up this controversy, uh, get, gets in all the headlines. He knows that's going to happen. And interestingly, one of his biggest critics is his wife, who's white um, or of Armenian descent. Um, and she basically says, White passing, as a leftist would say. Yeah, she's white passing. Um, and she basically says, Connie's just trying to get attention and he's. He's being, this is really, truly offensive. So he says, white lives matters. My wife's white life matters. And she says, that's offensive. His kids are half white. Um, and so that's just what's so interesting to me is as we evolve as a culture, as we, you know, intermarry, as we, you know, instead of, you know, embracing this oneness that we should have as a humanity, as, as people, um, you still have, I think, these forces in culture that are, are really the elites, those in Hollywood, people like his wife, Kim Kardashian, who are still so afraid of um, what, that could, what, what that could mean to her. Right. There's a reason why she stepped up. She wants to make sure everybody in her corporate money-making world knows that she is not, she does not stand with Kanye on this. And, and I think that- She needs to do that for her money. I, but I, and I think that this, what, what Kim did is actually indicative of something much bigger than just her career. Why are white students at, on college campuses, sh you know, showing up to these anti-racist events where they know they're going to be mistreated by the activists? Why do you post these, these black squares and then get, you know, in the comment section, schooled and educated by all these other minorities who say it's not your place to talk about this. I mean, these are white people who continually try to prove 
that I'm I'm not one of them. I'm anti-racist. And every time they get beat for it. Are they being sincere, Vita, or no, are they I mean, self-loathing white people? Yeah, I mean, they're totally self-loathing, loathing, and it's and it's it's a it's a social ladder kind of thing. It's not. I mean, definitely money is tied into it, depending on where you are. But I, it's it's more like what, what kind of friends are you going to have? Are people you don't want people to think that you're racist? You don't want people to think that that you you don't care about BLM or you're not. I mean, this is like a a a mind game that they play where people feel like they need to denigrate their own skin color to be accepted in society. It is very and all you have and all you have to do is make a couple of examples of people in society of high power to take them down, take them out, to let everyone else know you don't have as much power as they do. So don't try it. And my example here is Sharon Osborne, who has just come over to uh, has a great special on Fox Nation right now, but she was on the talk. And she came out and defended her friend Pierce Morgan, who was going after Meghan Markle. I'm sorry to bring this back to the Royals, which Rachel Pine loves, yeah, but he was going after Royals, Meghan. You're <laughs> always bringing up the Royals. I'm starting to but, not believe this. I don't, I don't, but this, but it's a good example. They, they, they freaking took her off. She was, can- yeah. she was fired. They roasted her for 20 minutes on the show, and she was completely canceled, not for anything that she said. She didn't do anything but defend her friend, Pierce Morgan, who the media was absolutely skewering. So now Kim Kardashian must go, ho, 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 ho. I saw what happened to Sharon Osbourne for defending Pierce. There's no way I'm ever going to defend um, Kanye West. The father of my children? I'm not going to defend the father of my children. Because I'll be canceled and I care too much about my fame and money than I do about truth. And that's what and she's it's doing. Not I care about-, about defending. It's, it's, it's what you don't say too, because when it, so yes. when Kanye went after the, the Vogue fashion editor for her, her bad boots, he said, you know, the, these shoes, I bet Anna Winter, who's the, you know, editor in chief for Vogue, I bet she would hate these shoes. Yeah. And, Cause he and, knows her. Right. He knows Anna Winter. And then the whole internet blew up saying, Anna Winter, are, are you going to, are you going to respond to this? Are you going to defend your editor? <laughs> I don't actually know if, if if Anna did respond, but the point is she is under a lot of social social pressure to respond. Otherwise, people are going to be very upset with her. Well, listen, this is the same woman, Anna Wintour, who refused to put uh, Melania on the cover of Vogue during the four years she was first lady, but has put on Jill Biden, who is probably one of the most horrendously dressed um, By the way, can we talk about double standards and first? And also put on, uh, you know, Mich- Michelle Obama was on like probably 10 right. times. And then Hillary was on the cover of Vogue. Um, no one's ever gone to Hillary for fashion advice. So do I think that Anna Wintour is going to eventually weigh in if she hasn't already? I suspect she's a coward and she will. She'll throw Kanye under the bus. I think, I think so. I think so, too. I mean, it's so. not, it, it, it would be surprising to me if she didn't, but... But the point is that the pressure is there and that it's not just what you say, it's what you don't say, too. It's not about fashion. It's about politics in the fashion world. And we learned that during the Trump years. Well, that was I was just going to mention that I think I don't remember what 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 disaster Melania was going to. But she wore pumps to this. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was during the hurricane, uh, the, the 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 situation. And it was in Texas. Right, Sean? So she I don't know what it was, it was some sort of disaster yeah, situation. She wore she wore high heels. And the media was just so scandalized by it that she would dare to wear heels to a to a a, um, a disaster location. 
And then Joe Biden will, wears heels to uh, Biden's trip to look at the, the wreckage of Hurricane Ian. No response. Everyone's, you know, totally fine I with that. I looked at both the heels. I looked at the heels that Melania wore on her disaster trip and then the heels that Jill Biden, Jill wore. Dr. Biden wore. And better, I can tell better you say you that Dr. <laughs> heels were much nicer. In fact, I don't know who's been dressing Jill Biden, but it is no bueno. <laughs> it's no bueno. Uh, and by the way, I did not. I, I did not look at the good friends, Actually, they're close. Yes, Dad. You want to inter interject? No, I was going to say I did not. I didn't look at the heels closely uh, and the style that was by Melania Trump or Jill Biden. But I do think, just as I come kind of full circle off off of heels, if it, it, we should live in a society where, if you want to go after Kanye West, don't call him a racist. Actually, debate on why he's wrong. On, on white lives matter. Actually, write an article about and 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 make the case, the argument that that backs up your point, right? And and what you see now on the left, because it's it's all, I mean, up is down, left is right, in is out. I mean, everything is getting flipped on its head. I mean, to your point, um, to, now 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 the 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 head of Vogue is going to have to say her fashion editor's boots are fashionable when everyone probably knows they're not. She has to say something false. That's happening all over the place. Wouldn't it be great if we got back to the idea that we had smart people who could debate ideas um, and, and, and do it publicly instead of just resorting back to you're wrong um, and that means you're a racist. And that's all. That's the only argument that they have. You're a racist, but you're here's mean. Here's what else it's devolved into. So the, um, the editor, G Gabriella Karifa Johnson, who the one who first came out from Vogue and you know, criticized Kanye. Fashion show was not art. Yeah, said the fashion show was an art that she felt that the shirt, you know, provoked, you know, was violent. Um, you know, words are violence to to them. But here's what she posted afterwards because she because as again, Kanye came out and, and mocked her fashion, mock which is of course goes to the heart of her job, right? I mean, and again, if you look at her, she lives in 2013. Yeah, she does not. She she does not strike me as very fashionable. But what's interesting is where she's gone with it. So, Sean, you were saying, why don't you confront me on why white lives don't matter or tell me why BLM has been great for black people? This tells you all you need to know about, you know, the era we're living in with what she responded to. Here's what she wrote on her Instagram. She wrote, I fielded some serious volatility over the last couple of days. This is Gabriella Karifa Johnson, 31 years old. Uh, this, this, I've, I feel some serious volatility over the last couple of days, but nothing has been quite as bad as what people have said about my body and the way I look. The fat phobia jumped at me. Yes, I am fat. No, I am not humiliated to show up as my authentic self in the world. So now it goes to body shaming. Um, and this is again, a way to avoid talking about the real issues that I think his shirt brought up about, about Black Lives Matters, about whether White Lives Matter, about the state of racism, about anti-communism, because I think that the my my take on the on the on the uh, on the John Paul II part is um, one about uh, a return to faith and faithfulness, but also I think that John Paul II is seen as the counter pope to the current socialist pope. So I, I personally take it as a as an anti-communist message in there. Who knows? But the point is, but, but, 
Kanye understood the assignment, Sean. We're all talking about it. We're all thinking about it. Whether the left wants us to think about BLM and race relations in America or Pope John Paul II or Pope Francis, we're all thinking and talking about it right now. But what, what's, what fascinates me is also what's happening here where the aggressor, the abuser and the bully, um, who, whatever her name is at, at Vogue, is going after Kanye, trying to punch him in the head verbally and slander him. When Kanye hits her back, all of a sudden she's a victim. She's now the victim and she needs everyone to come to her defense. It's like, she's the victim? If you just shut up and talked about fashion and left Kanye alone, no one would be talking about your weight or your boots, right? And by the way, it's her job to judge the fashion. She is, But she didn't judge the fashion. But she didn't, exactly. Right. And by the way, the person who did judge fashion was Kanye. Because what Kanye did, he said nothing about, about her body. He, <laughs> he said, didn't talk about her weight. He didn't talk about her body. He said, I know Anna Wintour, and that's her boss, that's Gabriella's <laughs> boss, would hate your boots. It's just such a funny troll. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, well said. I don't know how I keep getting stuck in these podcasts on fashion and the royals. Oh, I do my best, but I do my best. I do you my do best. <laughs> you love Kanye and you love how he finds a way. I think that's the bottom line here. Kanye finds a way to take art, to take fashion, to take music um, and, and really capture the zeitgeist of the moment, the politics that's going on. And say things that people know to be true, but in this day and age are afraid to say it. And I think that's why, love him or hate him, he's essential in pop culture right now. Well, he, I love that he uses his power um, to, to have conversations um, that aren't being had, that should be had. And again, to your point on, on race relations, on Black Lives Matter and the scam that it was, that he is using his voice to actually draw attention to these themes. Um, is a very positive and bold and brave and courageous thing that 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 um, Kanye is doing, and I applaud him for that. And I'm grateful that he's doing that. He's he is a soldier and a warrior for debate and truth. And I and I love that. I don't agree with everything he's he's written and all that he thinks, but I love that he's doing this because in a, in a in a in an open society, we should debate, we should have conversation, and we should call fraudsters fraudsters. And he's doing just that. Evita, how do before we go? How do you think that? Um, do you think that young people see what Kanye did, even if they agree with the the, the premise of White Lives Matter? Even, but do they do, 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 do they take some courage um, or some heart in the courage that Kanye has that he continues to to say what he thinks, regardless of the consequences? He keeps he keeps making money, by the way, doing it, which is fascinating to me. But do, do they find it at all courageous? Do they want to have that kind of freedom in their own lives to say what they think and 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 be that kind of person out there. I I think I think that's I think that's right and I think that happens anytime anybody stands up to to the regime in that way. And it happens at a at a small level, you know, you you're trying to start a young America's foundation at your high school and say things that, you know, maybe you go to a really left-wing school and nobody wants to to hear those things or say those things and you you fight really hard to get your chapter at your school and then suddenly people feel that they're freer to say the things that they never were able to say i think that's what happened when i you know started the chicago thinker where people weren't conservative ideas weren't there at all nobody was talking about them or they were afraid to be name called in the way that leftists usually do they called a racist called a xenophobe called a homophobe and suddenly when we 
had this newspaper that was expressly conservative and libertarian, these ideas became much more accepted. People stopped being as volatile because it became more normalized. That's what needs to happen. And I think that's what's inspiring is- And that's what Kanye's doing. He's right. normalizing- At a very large scale. But I think it happens scale. on small scales too all the time. This, this happened in Paris. It's all over the Paris um, right. newspapers, the, the, news, the, the, the gossip columns in, in Europe. It's, you know, it's a global, what he did was, was, was global impact. Global. Absolutely. And, and BLM went global. I mean, let's not forget that BLM was a global movement. There were yeah, BLM marches in, in Paris and in, in London, and Hungary. I mean, right. there's everywhere. So my, my, my thought is that, yeah, that I, I, I hope, I hope that he's giving courage to people that they can say what they think. And, and I think if nothing else, um, he deserves credit for that. Absolutely. And, and you'll probably make some money because because he's going to sell more of his 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 clothes uh, because he was bold and courageous. And now, to you guys' point, everyone's talking about him. Everyone's seeing what he's doing because of his um, courage on this issue. So, yeah, listen, I think it's a well, I'm a fun conversation. Talking a little culture. Thank you both for enlightening me a little bit on, on, on the Kanye issue and making me read some articles and do a little prep on this issue. Appreciate it. It's great to have Avita on the podcast with us as well. Again, she wrote an article for the article, Federalist. By the way, at the Federalist. What's the title exactly, Avita? Oh my goodness. My editor changed my title. So I'm going to read it for you. <laughs> right. um, it is, way to, way to call her out. It is Connie's artsy white lives matter display invites people to reject groupthink and the left hates it. Uh, actually, love it. good on your editor. That's a great a good title. Time. I love that. I love that. Connie's artsy white lives matter display invites people to reject groupthink and the left hates it. That's right. Because if you can just shut down the other side, guess what? You get to win the argument. Um, but once somebody else gets to get on the other side, um, you suddenly have a debate and people have to think and think hard about whether they agree with something or not. Um, good on Kanye. Thank you, Evita, for bringing this topic to us. Love Thank it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We're going to have yeah, you yeah. at the table again. No doubt about that. Well, listen, if you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'd appreciate you joining us today at our kitchen table, having a little Duffy family conversation, talking a little, a little culture, a little Kanye. Uh, so uh, listen, we're, we're grateful and, um, tune in next week as we come back with more exciting new topics. And, but we've said this, we've told you this for quite some time now, but we are about to go video. We are at the cost. I'm, I'm the not going to promise. I'm not going to, I'm not going to promise you next week as Skippy barks in the background, but you I think we're going to make it happen next week. So uh, tune in for that as well as we don't just do this, uh, on audio, but hopefully bring you actually to our kitchen table, um, with video as well. So with that, thank you all for joining us. Bye, everybody. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.